Hey there, and welcome back uh, to The Garbage Shoot from the Good Trash Media Network. I am Arthur Gordon. The, the Garbage Shoot uh, is just a quick reactions to new release uh, thing that we're doing here on uh, the show. Uh, one of us gets to see something new uh, that we're excited about or want to talk about. Uh, this is uh, just a chance for us to share some initial reactions to it. So, once again, welcome to The Garbage Shoot. Again, I am Arthur Gordon. You're listening to uh, this on the Good Trash Media Network. And so, uh, today, I'm talking about what's in the title, and that is Matt Reeves, The Batman. Um, big Batman fan here talking to you. Uh, so, what I'm going to do here in a second, I'm going to give you a quick just synopsis rundown of the basic plot. Uh, from there, I'll get into what I like, dislike, things about that. Then maybe break it into more of a spoiler section uh, towards the end there. Uh, but I will warn you there, and I will have a warning in the uh, podcast description, episode description. So, yeah, um, kind of background. I, I, I really do love Batman as much as I can. I'm more familiar with him from a television media background. I didn't have comic books growing up. Uh, I've, I've read a few since uh, I, I've been an adult, but by and large, I grew up uh, on the old animated series, obviously, was the big thing for me. And so, um, yeah, that, that's kind of my working knowledge of Batman. And uh, I, I've always just really loved him. I've seen, I think, every uh, live action Batman movie in theaters except for the 89 Batman um, and so I'm always excited to see a new one. You could put out a new one every month probably. And, and I would go watch it, uh, with excitement in my heart. Uh, and so that's kind of the background I'm bringing to this, uh, Matt Reeves, the Batman, um, is set, uh, just what appears to be a couple of years into, uh, his run as vigilante, uh, in Gotham city. Uh, it does have those year one vibes, uh, Gordon is still a lieutenant, and so uh, he is establishing himself. They are establishing their relationship as policeman and vigilante uh, when a new rash of killings start to strike Gotham City, uh, being attributed to, to a man uh, calling himself the Riddler. And really, that's kind of the bare bones of this plot. And from there, it kind of uh, evolves into this labyrinthine, noir-esque um murder mystery uh, essentially uh from the trailers from the casting we know also that catwoman uh, is here uh, played by zoe kravitz uh, we've got alfred in the form of andy circus and uh also uh, penguin oswald gobblepot played by uh colin farrell in prosthetics and so um yeah that that's this kind of the story the skinny on Matt Reeves, the Batman. So moving on into just kind of quick reactions, what I liked, didn't like about this movie. Uh, I, I think up top, the, the big talking point here is it is a three-hour movie. It is a lot of movie. Um, tackling that from a murder mystery detective genre uh, does kind of slow that down. So just you know, be prepared going in that uh, it could uh, feel like a lot of movie, and it is a lot of movie. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed this world that's established. I kind of really dug uh, Reeves' approach to aesthetic and look here in the Batman. Um, other big talking point is obviously going to be Robert Pattinson uh, as Batman, Bruce Wayne. People most associate him with uh, Twilight, especially casual audiences, maybe Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter. But... Um, 
for those, you know, more cinephiles, people who just kind of watch everything, uh, they've seen him kind of re uh, establish himself as this sort of artistic uh, actor who takes on a lot of different challenges. And so we saw him work with the Safety brothers in good time. Uh, we saw him do uh, high life with Claire Denis. We saw him do uh, the lost city of Z. Uh, so he's really put himself out there. He did tenant with Christopher Nolan. Uh, so he's no stranger, obviously to these new action blockbusters, but he's also done a lot of really interesting character work as well. And so that was kind of the thing going into this. A lot of casual fans were saying, why is Edward playing Bruce Wayne? But people were saying, no, give him a chance because he is a very talented actor. And I, I think he nails uh, Batman. I, I really do like his take on the Dark Knight. I, I think he's got a, a great bat voice, uh, which is always a, a big topic of discussion. He looks good in this suit. And I really like the suit. And I, I really dig this whole aesthetic uh, of the film that everything feels kind of raw, kind of grounded. You know, the Batmobile just looks like a big souped up muscle car with the big rocket burner on the back, uh, kind of a hybrid of uh, the Keaton mobile and Adam West's Batman mobile as well in, in a really cool uh, fashion. Uh, we also see him on a motorcycle a lot, uh, which is practical and makes sense as he is really leaning into the detective. And that's the other big thing about this movie is it really relies on Batman as world's greatest detective. And that's not something we've seen in the films a lot. We've seen him do some investigation work. He's got his computer. He's got his lab, got the Batcave. But this is the first time we've really seen him investigating a mystery, solving clues, tracking down clues, following leads, and doing that whole thing in a way that hasn't really been done before. Uh, on the big screen, I think. And so I, all of those things, I think, combine to make a really interesting, really enjoyable experience. Uh, again, it's a three-hour movie. It's dark, um, tonally and visually, uh, but not that you can't see it, but a lot of things happen in the dark or at daybreak or, or you know, nightfall. And, and so, you know, there's a line of him existing in shadow. He is the shadows. And, and that kind of comes to fruition throughout the film. Um, but I, I like the look of the movie a lot. I, I like this uh, capturing of a very noir-esque style, both visually, but also in the way the dialogue is written, the way the dialogue is delivered. Uh, a lot of these characters feel like they just kind of walked out of a 40s noir film, uh, and I think that really works in the film's favor. Uh, I, I think those are the kind of the big selling points for me. I, I, again, uh, Zoe Kravitz is great as uh, Selena Kyle. Uh, Colin Farrell's having a blast as Penguin. Uh, John Turturro shows up, uh, and, and I really uh, love him here as well. Uh, again, Robert Pattinson's great. I think uh, we don't really get to see a lot of Andy Serkis here. Uh, very minimal role uh, in this one. And uh, so, you know, kind of be prepared for that. And I think that's the other big thing. But I don't want to go into that too much. I want to get that into more of a spoiler territory as we really kind of break down uh, what takes place in this movie. But if you want a quick reaction from me, uh, I would say four out of five stars. Uh, definitely catch this in theaters, especially if you are really interested in that kind of detective murder mystery element of a Batman film. Um, I didn't mention him. Paul Dano is also really good. It's a really interesting take on Riddler, um, but we might get into that a bit more here in a second. There are a few things that detract from it. I, I think the big finale does bog it down 
um, there at the end and it feels like a misstep. Uh, but up to that point, I, I really enjoy what's going on in, in the Batman. And so let's say heartbreak here. Uh, if you're listening to this, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. We're about to get down into what actually happens in this movie. So spoiler, spoiler, spoiler for you. Um, so in this film, we have, again, a Batman who is a couple of years into his run. Uh, we have a Gotham uh, that is in the middle of a mayoral election. Uh, we've got a candidate who is tired of the way things have been run. And we have an existing mayor who upholds and represents this kind of tradition of saying better for Gotham forward uh, with actually no change. Right. Um, and so it, it sets us up in a tumultuous Gotham city. We've got uh, a lot of tensions between the people, the police and, and the government. And, uh, if, if you're familiar at all with, you know, the Batman story, the, the idea of the corrupt cop is always kind of a central thing. I, I think, especially through some of the movies and a lot of the bank comics, um, and you know, who is in whose pocket is, is a big thing. And that's, you know, something Harvey Dent works to correct. That's something Gordon works to correct. That's something Batman works to correct. And so here that that's a big part of it as well is this kind of deep seated who's controlling who, where's the money coming from type of labyrinthine plotting that really does again, feel like it's coming out of a noir movie. You know, it, it fills in step with the, the big sleep or, uh, the Maltese Falcon. There's a lot going on. Multiple people pulling strings. Who's in control? Who's not in control? Why are they in control? What are the hidden secrets of the town? Uh, and so I think all of that is really interesting uh, to look at. Uh, this really kind of opens up with the Riddler showing up and who begins killing uh, people in town, primarily uh, starting with government officials who are dirty uh, and, and knocking them off. And so this is kind of continues playing it and uh Riddler really more acts as an agent of chaos as you know Batman's trying to figure out what's happening uh with the Riddler who he is who's going to be next um he gets pulled into this deeper mystery of town secrets family secrets government secrets mob secrets and, and the Riddler is really acting as uh, just that agent of chaos that pulls him into that and so uh, it takes kind of an interesting direction there. Uh, Catwoman shows up, uh, someone who else has been uh, crossed by the uh, crime syndicate here in town, specifically uh, Jean Turturro's uh, Carmine Falcone, um, who is in this movie uh, Selena Kyle's father. Now, I don't remember if that's in The Long Halloween or not. I feel like that is a plot point, maybe. Um, but that that feels like a touchstone for the style look and direction of this film is, uh, the long Halloween. Um, and so that, that kind of paints a picture there for you, maybe thematically of what to look for and what to expect here. Or, you know, you may have noticed as well, if you've already seen the movie. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's really cool. I think it also has some elements of hush in there. It feels like a big, heavy name drop as well. Um, Batman year one again, feels like another big inspiration on, the story here, uh, uh, really, again, it really is this crime movie that has kind of the serial killer operating uh, in the background. And so all of that works, uh, I think, by and large, for the most part. Um, so I, I think, you know, that kind of progresses pretty well. 
Um, the big thing here, though, for a lot of people, uh, we see a lot of Batman. Uh, we do get a lot of the Bat, uh, but we don't really get much with Bruce. There are a couple of pivotal scenes uh, with Bruce Wayne, uh, and he's a more angsty Bruce Wayne. Uh, he's kind of got the long bangs, very quote-unquote emo look to him. Um, but it really feels more like a Batman movie. I, I think that Bruce Wayne will rear his head more in a follow-up because of where this ends. And it ends with a place of recognition from Batman of what his persona has brought to the city and this bigger relationship, which is also another big part of the Batman lore of Batman in connection to Gotham city and the criminals there. And so it, it feels like this sets up a sequel wherein Bruce Wayne will try to step up to finally use his money, his ability, his privilege to try and better the city in cooperation with uh, the mayor. Uh, the mayor here kind of feels almost Harvey Dent esque um, in her, uh, establishment uh, as kind of the force for good uh, outside of corruption who wants to stand up for what's right and to progress forward. Um, and, and in many ways, I feel like represents something that Harvey Dent represents in the comics. And so I, I think her push to try to work with Bruce Wayne um, is, is planting a seed for a sequel where Bruce Wayne is a bigger part of that. And we'll really get to see Pattinson uh, put that on. But right now, it, it really is a Batman movie. And we don't get as much there, which is why Circus uh, doesn't have as much to do. And there's some moments with Andy Circus that just don't feel maybe earned, I think. Um, there's a really cool scene with his character. It's a kind of a pivotal emotional moment. Um, but the emotional payoff there doesn't feel earned. And so I, I think that's just because we really don't have much uh, build up with that relationship here uh, between um, Bruce and Alfred. Uh, Alfred shows up a couple of times early on to kind of advise Bruce, but he doesn't want to hear it. He also tries to help Bruce solve some riddles uh, that the Riddler has left uh, and in doing so kind of. Um, leads him down the wrong path, which leads to some other events taking place. Uh, and, and so really, Alfred here has a very minimal uh, kind of plot advancey role in, in most ways. And so uh, that relationship is kind of hinted at. There are tensions there uh, that we maybe haven't seen before between him and Alfred. Uh, but the, the kind of emotional payoff that they try to go for with a moment between those two doesn't quite work. Uh, the other big thing about this is the big finale um, so we find out, you know, Riddler has kind of orchestrated everything to take place and, um, it ends with Falcone being shot Riddler, uh, kind of having this moment of coming out and we find out that he has been communicating with people online and building up this following and he hatches this final plot from Arkham, uh, wherein a bunch of people take up Riddler, uh, regalia and, uh, descend upon the city in an assassination attempt of the mayor elect. And uh, that whole sequence there really feels like a, a step too far. It, it, it feels like they could have ended it in a more natural place. It feels like they just tacked on this big eventful ending to have a big kind of set piece moment. Uh, and that also doesn't feel quite as earned uh, as, as some of the other moments in this film. And so I, I think for me, that's the big detraction is it, it really does grind to a halt here 
uh, in that last act in a way that is a bit annoying and it's not necessarily bad, but it just feels out of place, I think, in comparison to everything that has come uh, before it and the way all of these characters have operated uh, leading up to that moment. That being said, uh, there is, you know, this moment of reconciliation between uh, Bruce and Selena Kyle, and they kind of get to go uh, in this amicable way. Uh, and I really like the relationship here between those two. I think that's a lot of uh, fun, uh, a good back and forth between Pattinson and Kravitz. Uh, that really works uh, in, in that relationship. Uh, I, I do know, uh, and this is a big spoiler, uh, there is an appearance of someone, uh, I believe it is Barry Keegan, in the um, kind of finale of this as they're wrapping it up. Um, we just kind of see a silhouette of somebody in uh, a, a cell next to uh, Riddler at the Arkham Asylum. Um, looks like he has a scarred face, some wild hair, uh, and, and it really does look like they're setting up a new Joker uh, in that uh, with Barry Keegan. Now, I don't know if that's confirmed or not. I haven't read online to look at news or anything. Um, you know, it really had to be either uh, the Two-Face or uh, Joker, but with the lines that are delivered and, and a laugh, uh, it really does seem like they're going uh, Joker route there. Now, that's always a challenge as well because Joker is Joker and that carries a lot with it, but uh, it looks almost like we've got... Uh, a death in the family Joker. The uh, I think that's his name. Uh, that's that run with the Joker who's peeled his face off and is very scarred up and very grotesque. Um, let me double check. I have a thing here on my computer that can do that. Yeah, yeah. Death of the family uh, is the storyline there, where we see a very malicious, very scarred up Joker who has cut his own face off and then like reattaches it in some really interesting ways. It's a very cool visual. Um, and that kind of looks like the take Keegan may be taken with it. That may be kind of the way that that goes to give us a more sadistic, more sinister um, Joker that fits into this world. Uh, I think kind of the last point here is that PG 13 rating. This is a really interesting movie. The audience is going to be kind of, I'm, I'm curious to see how audiences generally react to it. Um, like I said, it's three hours murder mystery, not a heavy focus on action. There's a, a cool car chase. There are a couple of fight sequences here and there. And there's some really cool. I mean, I think Catwoman's choreography, her action stuff is really cool. Um, but that being said, it is more methodical, more of a mystery. And so uh, for three hours, that can that can be a lot. And I, I'm just kind of curious as how how general audiences will react. Uh, I know a lot of people were upset that it didn't get the R rating. Um, but they really do push, I think, PG-13 to the limit. This doesn't feel like it's a movie for kids under 13 to 15. I mean, it's very adult, uh, very intense in its violence and its action. Um, a lot of murder takes place. I mean, it's very much a, a, a toned-down light version of a Seven or a Zodiac or even Saw uh, with some of the stuff that... Uh, the Riddler does. We get a lot of, you know, cutaways and stuff. We see don't see stuff on screen. And what we do see on screen isn't grotesque or gory, uh, but it is very violent. Um, and so I think that's important to keep in mind as well that, yes, it is PG-13, but I'd say it is a very hard PG-13. And so be prepared, you know, as we're going into this, if you've, you know, if you've listened to this part, you've already probably seen it. But uh, if you were kind of getting a feel for if you should go see it, you didn't care about spoilers 
uh, I will prepare you now that uh, it is a pretty high, heavy PG-13 rating. Um, and so just something else to keep in mind there. Uh, that being said, I think um, all in all, like I said up top, I do like this uh, quite a bit. Uh, again, you know, I don't know where it would rank amongst all the Batman films. Because um, I'm generally pretty pro on all of them, um, except for one or two. But this one feels really solid. Again, it doesn't feel like it's in that five-star tier. Uh, it feels like there are a few things just holding it back from really getting into that. Uh, but this is a world I would really love to go back to and visit again. I really love this take on these characters. Uh, I really want to see more from Bruce Wayne and uh, Alfred and that relationship and dynamic grow. And I really think that's what's going to happen in a sequel there. Uh, that feels like the natural progression. This really felt like it was establishing this world and this Batman and the Bruce Wayne uh, legacy, Wayne legacy, uh, Alfred relationship was uh, just kind of riding uh, side saddle on that. So, but yeah, uh, anyway, uh, that's what I've got for you. Uh, try to keep it tight, keep it right. Uh, tight 20 here, uh, talking about the Batman from Matt Reeves. Um, again, uh, I recommend if you, if you have a chance to go see it in theaters, it is beautifully shot, looks great. Um, see it on a big screen if you can. But if you're not ready to do that, you don't feel like doing that, you can't afford to do that, I get it. Uh, I saw talk about them playing with variable pricing on this. Uh, I was going to go or considered going to see it uh, early, but it was like 20 bucks a ticket. And I was like, I can't do that. And so I understand all those reasons. If you watch it at home, Hey, it doesn't make it less of a movie. It doesn't make you less of a movie fan. And that's a stigma we need to break. Um, movies can be just as good at home as they can be on the big screen. And so uh, if you want to wait, wait, but uh, if you do have a chance, you do have the money, you do feel comfortable. I suggest going out to see the Batman in theaters. Um, well, you can't, I, I, I'm wondering, think it's going to be a big movie, but we'll see what happens. So, uh, anyway, that's all I got for you again. I'm Arthur Gordon. This has been the garbage shoot. We've been talking to Batman and I will see you or talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>